Good morning, everybody. Just a quick update on uh, what's going on uh, really quick with this episode. First off, I'm just talking with my friend Jack here uh, about role-playing and, and the good old times when I first got into role-playing. Um, one of the big things I just wanted to mention really quick is that uh, I live out in the middle of the woods now. And I have to use a hotspot for my internet. So my uh, recording might be a little janky at times. I did my best to clear it up. I appreciate you guys uh, listening anyways. Thank you. All right. So basically, Jack, this whole point of this podcast is to just talk about role-playing and like how we got into role-playing and the things that we like about role-playing and the things that we hate about role-playing. But I really, really, really want to talk about how we met before uh, before I knew you as Jack the DM. Do, do, you, do you want me to give you my end first? Yes, I want to, uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and just introduce yourself. And uh, just say quickly what you what you do role playing wise, and then just jump into it. Uh, okay. So, uh, hi, my name is Jack Shaw. I use Horse Thief a lot online now. Um, but uh, let's see. The I don't want to get into like how I started yet, but mm-hmm. um, early on it was like a lot of para RP with like paragraph stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like in, I don't remember if it was like super early high school, like freshman year, or maybe even like the end of middle school. Uh, one of my friends was like, Hey, let's play uh werewolf. The, uh, the awake, I think it was the awakening or something like that. Werewolf the, uh, reckoning. So, maybe, maybe that's what it was. It, it was one of the, uh, the, um, white wolf, right. Uh, world of darkness werewolf games. Mm. Uh, and he's just like, hey, let's play that. I'm just like, what's that? And he's like, it's like pretend, except you get to kill things. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was my introduction to role playing. And then eventually I got a, like met more people through that friend who uh, played other role playing systems like. Uh, uh, I think the first one with like the major group that I played like all through high school with was uh the song of fire and ice role-playing game uh-huh and i had no idea what i was doing so i'm just like hey we're at a party right and like we're supposed to be like doing stuff uh i guess my character would want to find some random lady to bang this is before i knew what game of thrones was <laughs> i i had no idea i was completely on brand <laughs> That's pretty on brand. Uh, but then, then it became a joke that my character wanted to bang everything. I'm like, no, it was just the one lady at the at the party. Like, what else was I supposed to do? And now, now the running joke is, oh my god, I'm 12. That that is not a good thing to put next to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will explain that later. But continue. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, then I played basically all through high school and then off and on since then. Um, the last like. I'm going to say four years, I've had like a pretty consistent group. So I've been playing a lot of um, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition for the last four years. Mostly, mostly just tabletop stuff. Yes, tabletop roleplay. I don't really touch um, like, uh, what what would you call your um, 
World like, of Warcraft M- roleplay. Uh, MMO roleplaying, like uh, forum roleplaying, MMO roleplaying, stuff like that. I guess there's a little little bit of weird roleplay that just kind of happens naturally sometimes. I play this game called Hell Let Loose. It's a very um, World War II squad-based game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just stuff that, like, that happens in that game sometimes where it's just like, oh, we're you're playing as the Americans, you're, like, trying to run. Like, one, like, I'm playing as the medic, some guy gets shot next to me, he goes down, and he's like, oh, medic! He just starts screaming, like, oh, my God, kids, medic, I've got medic. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, Do you respond at all, like, in character? When, when yeah, I will, I will be like, I got you, man. I, I'm going to get you. Like, you're, you're, I'll, t- I'll make sure your wife gets to see you again. <laughs> um, and there's also, like, uh, times where it's like, someone will go down, there's no medic nearby, and they'll be screaming for one, and I'm not playing as medic, and I'm just like... I would roleplay going over and stealing their watches while they're like laying their bleeding out. You're, you're, you're a gentleman and a scholar, Jack. <laughs> that one, that one's always fun. Where it's like, oh uh, yeah, don't worry about. Oh, I guess you're not going to need this anymore. It's like, no, that's that's, that's <laughs> for my son. <laughs> All right, Jack. Uh, tell tell the story, please. Oh, okay. Um, so. I was uh, just getting into a uh, specific fandom in the <laughs> early 2010s, like 2012, 2013. Yeah. Um, uh, just, you know, uh, I'm not going to say what fandom it was, but uh, it was there's a lot of pastel colors involved. We were we would we would small horse a lot. Small well, horses yeah. and pastel colors, and and it was it was a lot of uh, we had a pony up a lot. That's that's for sure. Uh, well, I don't remember if I had a job at the time. It economy sucked. I had just gotten out of high school, and I could applying to things every week got like fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that there was a lot of things to apply to in Fort Walton, right? Uh, but beyond that, uh, I think it was just like a, I found a, uh, a local bro, uh, uh, local, uh, meetup group, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a local, uh, meetup group for said fandom. And, uh, we, uh, I think it was in Pensacola or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where it was. And then, uh, like me and Kevin, and I don't remember if I brought any. I think Rusty went. There were a few people that went. Bryce was Bryce there? I really, I don't think Bryce went. I'm pretty sure Bryce, Bryce was was very against uh specific fandom. Uh, that's that's fair. I do remember Bryce being against that fandom. I was like, okay, Bryce. I, I guess your masculinity is threatened. You, you could you could have that. That's fine. <laughs> um, but um. We, I went to that meetup, and I ran into uh, somebody at this meetup who was talking to me like, "Oh, hey, like, uh, uh, where where are you from?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I'm like from uh, like Fort Walton." And he, and he was he was just like, "Oh, yeah, like I'm I'm in Fort Walton too. We should hang out sometime." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess." And we like exchanged contact information, and like maybe like I don't remember it was like a maybe a week later. Mm-hmm. 
we uh it was just like oh man i'm like i'm free this like today like tonight you should probably like you should just come over and we can we can hang out and i was like uh okay and i'm totally just like okay this guy's kind of fucking weird but like i don't think he's gonna murder me <laughs> um so i'm just like maybe maybe he, he'll do better in a group and i think at some point i just kind of invited you to our game night thing that we had going on uh game mm-hmm. night is let is, is i love i loved game night every i think it was tuesday night mm-hmm. we would go to a 24-hour whataburger and just play board games like from like eight like, p- yeah. p.m to like sometimes four like four or five in the morning sometimes even later than that yeah i remember but, seeing the sun come up a few times Oh, yeah. And, like, there was, like, the breakfast people were coming in, and it's like, oh, shit, we actually gotta pick up and get out of here. Yeah, because in the middle of the night, it's fine. Like, there's almost nobody there except for drunk people who sometimes get angry that we exist. Um, but, I mean that, but anyway, uh, once I invited this person to game night, and they kind of, like, integrated with the group, I'm like, okay, he seems to be doing better with kind of everybody here, and, like, I feel... A little, little better. We got to know each other better, and then we became uh, good, close friends as time went on. Uh, and that person was uh, Mr. Island uh, Dustin here. Yeah. Um. You want me to tell? You want me to tell my side? Please do. I've already heard this story, and I, I, I will, I will interject when, when needed. <laughs> so basically, I had just moved to Navarre. Uh, not Navarre, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And I was really, really lonely because I had just moved there in with like a couple of friends. I had just moved from New Orleans and they convinced me to come live with them. And I was like, you know what? My life here is all sorts of backwards right now. I could actually get the chance to get away from here. So I should. So I I took off and and I moved in with them and uh, I was looking around and my good buddy, uh, my good buddy, Troy, told me about these colorful pastel critters on this show and how much he loved them and he got me to watch a couple of episodes and i was like okay i I will watch this thing and then slowly this show that that will not be named um became sort of a fascination and then I was like, I have to find more people who like this. I, I must talk to more people like this. And I got on Facebook, and I found, like, a meetup. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. There's actually, like, a, a, a big meetup happening. And um, I noticed that one of the people, uh, because this is back when Facebook used to put the location uh, of the um, of, of where he typed it from, uh... Uh, I st- I remember walking around. I was like, "Huh, I wonder if I'd ever meet this person." So I go to the meetup, and I meet I meet Jack there. Uh, Jack and I hit it off. Uh, pretty much okay. There was like a bunch of other people there as well, and I remember uh seeing you drive home, and I was like, "Oh my god, Jack lives right fucking there. Our houses touched." Like, his backyard, the corner of my backyard and the corner of his backyard literally touched each other. And I remember standing on my back porch going, Jack lives right fucking there. And for about a week, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, is it weird to go say hello? 
is it is it is it odd to go to potentially have stalked somebody after a meetup and go to their house? Yes, that's weird. <laughs> um, and uh, I think you told me about uh, about this after like we had known each other for a few months. Oh yeah, because I was so and I'm I just, was yeah, like I'm so glad you waited to tell me about this. <laughs> Because I was like, I was like, I, I didn't mean to know the information. I just, I remember, <laughs> I remember one day just seeing you drive over there. And I was like, that's where Jack lives. And Jack doesn't know where I live. And it wasn't like I was purposely like, what's Jack doing? Like, just peeking through your bushes and stuff like that. No, no, I never did anything like that intentionally. <laughs> but, so after the, the meetup and stuff like that. I remember it was uh, Bryce, myself, uh, you, we were driving uh, to the house, and you dropped me off, and everyone's like, you live here, and I was like, yep, I live here, and you're like, oh my god, I live like right next door, I like live like uh, the street behind you, and I remember going, yeah, that's right, you do live right behind we oh, live right next a, to you. What a surprise. And then oh. I kept the secret for months. <laughs> uh, I was just so terrified of being like, I was so terrified of being like, hey, Jack, listen, I, I knew where you lived before you told me. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you. I think you waited an appropriate amount of time. It, it was good. <laughs> I, I was just so afraid of being like of, of being like that one weird guy because I I know I can come off as a little weird and sometimes uh, a little obnoxious, but I try my hardest not to be so fucking uh, so freaking uh, creepy. Uh, so I was like, when's a good time? And then I remember just one day going, ah, it's it's been long enough. I can tell Jack. I mean, what's it, what's he gonna do at this point? Move away. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think I can escape you at this point. <laughs> But yeah, uh, after after that uh, fun fun time, uh, we started playing like a lot of board games and card games together, and we 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 played a lot of tabletops together. We've we've played so many different tabletops, I can't even remember them all. All right, I think it's time for the uh, the I'm twelve story. It's not even uh, that funny because it was, it's not because we built it up. It's not going to be as good. It's not going to be as good. You're right. Do you want to tell it? Or do okay. I want to tell it? No, uh, I I. I I want to hear your version. Okay, so we are playing... I don't know how we got obsessed with this, but we became... Uh, I'm sorry, Elise became obsessed with Naruto at one point. And I, I do not know... I watched a lot of Naruto, so that when she suggested this, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll play that. I, uh, I forget like where this time I actually think there was in the, the lore of naruto i remember it being a village hidden in the mist yeah and and we just kind of said like um we're just gonna say this is alternate timeline and more or less everything that happened in naruto is more like the things that existed it exists here but don't worry about all the big names big names yeah just do what you want to do and i and i my character was a samurai weeaboo like it was uh, I remember at one point my character had like samurai action figures that got thrown out and uh, your your character somehow wound up with them. And I was really sad that the my ages, samurai... The ages of the character are important. We're supposed to be like the... I think oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what the lowest rank is, but we were like just becoming like that lowest rank of ninja. Yeah, and like all of our characters are super long, young, long, are super young, just like in Naruto, where I think Naruto is like I don't know, fourteen, 
it, it or something like that uh during the timeline but we're all like i think i was the oldest one at like 15 yeah and i was playing a uh 12 year old who i forget the I, i'm gonna keep forgetting the specifics names of things but like um there is like a uh clan of ninjas and the from the hidden in the mist people that have like a they're kind of have like spidery like powers yeah um and uh they like spit web out of their mouth and stuff like uh, that so uh, i was just like i'm gonna play as like a 12 year old who's really just kind of like figuring this shit out so i, I <laughs> should not just just to be safe i looked it up naruto is 12 years old oh, okay in the first series I think that's why I went with 12, is because I feel like I'm pretty sure they were really young when they became that, so I'm going to go with, like, that age. Um, but playing as, like, Spider Kid, I was, like, super sickly as well. Like, I was kind of, like, the weakest, but I was, like, the the moral heart of the group. (laughs) And, like, there were times where it's like, oh, we need, like, a hundred feet of rope to do a thing, and I'm just like, alright, give me, like, five minutes, I'm just going to stand here and, like, spit web out of my mouth and pull just keep pulling it out and being like really kind of gross and weird for a bit but after five minutes we'll have that rope <laughs> literally a uh spider crawled across my screen as you were talking about that and i had to uh remove it as it were so i summoned i summoned it <laughs> well listen stop summoning spiders in my fucking room all right so Anyways, uh, our characters, I, I remember my character being uh, flunked like a couple of times because he was so obsessed with being a samurai. He was like, I don't want to be a ninja, mom. I want to be a samurai. And I remember I had this, these two swords that weren't actually swords and you, they used wind to cut things. And uh, we also had Cole, our good pal, uh, our best friend Cole there, who was playing a character named Hero. And uh, I forgot how ridiculous his one move was or what it was called it was like rising rising gale over the distant mountain technique but it was just a kick and yeah and uh we were doing a training exercise with uh the sensei uh i i I can't remember if it was like supposed to be a test or something like that but at one point jack's character um gets I, I remember there being I remember stuff being on fire uh, where your character was just surrounded by oil and fire and your character is like laying down on the ground and you have something in your eyes. If I can remember they, correctly, the sensei had thrown a flashbang at the group. Oh, that's right. And you were blind and you were just laying on the floor screaming. I'm 12. Yeah, no, everybody was like, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, uh, like, like, uh, all right. So, um, the flashbang hit us. Everybody else took their turn. Like, um, I shake off the the flashbang and do do this cool thing. And I'm just like, I lay on the ground and cry. <laughs> and everyone else is like, what? What? What are you doing? You like, you're blinded, but you could like still do stuff. I'm just like, and I just screamed, I'm twelve. <laughs> and I specifically remember you rolling away. <laughs> I just kind of like rolled off of it. like I'm just gonna roll away and continue to cry. <laughs> the 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 point of the story is is that we have we've been in so many different uh, uh, stories together, like uh, tabletop role playing games together. Like we've we've done one that was that aforementioned show that shall not be named. Uh, we've done the Naruto one. We've done some I I don't want to say Gundam ones, but we did do like 
giant robot ones and and all these crazy different stories. Yeah, we had used uh, the Besom system a couple times. A good a good amount of times, actually. Which uh, was super broken if you just let people do what they wanted. <laughs> that's what happened to the samurai. Like, I remember my ca- I remember uh, doing something with my samurai, and Elias looks at me and goes, "Can you make your character a little less powerful?" <laughs> and I was like, "But my swords, they call for battle." Like uh, a dumbass. Excuse my language. But, um, I don't know. I just said, excuse my language. This is my podcast. Go somewhere else if you don't like it. That's a joke. I'll leave this out in po- uh, editing. <laughs> I even tried to uh, do, I think I did Pathfinder a couple of times. I yeah, remember you, we you did... ran a couple of Pathfinder, and the running uh, the running trope was we we started him on a train every time you ran always, a game. Every, yes, thank you. I always started us off on a train. I don't know why. I just did. And I think Final Fantasy has something to do with that, but I asked absolutely not sure. And it, and it was like, okay, like every time we started, I'm like, okay, is the train going to crash this time? Are we going to arrive at a station? Is it mm-hmm. just going to get stopped? What's going to happen to the train? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, another good friend of ours, uh, Josh uh, Nankaro, he also ran a couple of games for us. Like, a, I remember a Star Wars ca- uh, campaign uh, where I had, I was playing a, a droid named uh, Dirk. Dirk Rod Kickass. Dirk Rod and, Kickass was indeed Kickass, and, and he wound up as an ornament on a spaceship. Yeah, he, uh, he got scrapped, and we were like, "Well, he could be a hood ornament, ornament I guess." God, I miss that. Uh, <clears throat> God, am I missing any? I, we've done so many. Like, I'm pretty sure we did like werewolves and vampire, the masquerade. Or, oh not yeah, masquerade. we 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 did one game where you ran. It was like World of Darkness, and I was playing as like a cowboy. In Japan, oh, I remember that. I was like, "I'm gonna do Last Samurai," except I don't care about the samurai thing. I just want to shoot stuff. I miss those uh, good times. Miss those times, Jack. I really do. Yeah, me too. Oh, uh, um, what? What have you like? Uh, and then I, after like a while, I uh, left back to New Orleans to go help uh, Dad out with his business, and uh, I stopped playing. Uh, uh, tabletops uh, for like the longest time, and I and I I diverged to uh, MMO role playing most of all. I'd already done it before, uh, but I was like, oh wow, I I'm back in New Orleans, and uh, all the people I know are either gone or passed away, and there's always Choi and Gary, but they're busy all the time, and uh, so I was like, I guess I'm just gonna start role playing in. World of Warcraft again and Guild Wars and all this other stuff. And I what what did you do? Oh jeez. Okay, so I'm I'm pretty sure I moved away before you did you and Krissa and all of them did. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, no, I, I, had, I moved I moved away before you did because I, I remember I specifically owed you money. And on like near the end, when I realized oh, I don't have to fucking pay rent anymore, I handed you the money back and I said, uh, Master has given Dobby a sock, Dobby is free. And then we went to go play game night. I absolutely do not remember that at all. <laughs> oh, I do. It was like it was like one of our last nights there. Okay. Um we might have left around like just around the same time then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I left Florida for the uh Better pastures of Ohio. It's, I like how I went to the snowy fields and I went to the swamp. Yeah, it, it snows here sometimes. I'm I'm in like Cincinnati area, so it's it doesn't snow all the time. I I'm saying that and it's like 
uh, 24 degrees out right now. <laughs> oh, it's freaking cold out right now. I hate it. Um, but the um, when I moved up here, I think I just didn't. No, I moved up here with Josh Nancro. Mm-hmm. So like, I at least had him and some online games going on. Uh, like I I picked up Roll Twenty around that time. Uh-huh. And started playing uh, games on uh, like tabletop RPGs on uh, online, and uh, I think it was about yeah four years ago when like I met a, some people at uh, my current job that play uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm like, oh well, I've been learning the fifth edition system recently because it's the newest thing. Josh and I, I think, we're kind of t- testing it out a little bit, and then that group became like my main group that I'm still playing with. Like, I think we're a little bit past our one year mark on a campaign that I'm running. Yeah. So like we're, we're consistently doing, doing stuff. Like it's a good group. Yeah. It sounds like a good group. You were talking about throwing, uh, what was it you talking the last <laughs> Friday, Friday, oh. you're talking about throwing giants and, and dragons at them. Okay. If you guys know anything about, uh, D and D fifth edition, they are a group of like, uh, five level fives mm-hmm. and they're at like they stumble across some treasure that's hit like uh stuck in the ice and uh, they're like oh let's start grabbing this and i'm like haha there's like they kind of knew it was like a dragon lair that mm-hmm. they, they found with the dragon not there so they're like oh jack would it be so mean to throw like a, a really big dragon at us like we should probably kill whatever shows up uh, so I, I throw an ancient white dragon at them. Uh, they start running the moment it shows up. As they're running away, some giants, some ice uh, frost giants. I think it was like a group of four frost giants that were hidden in snow uh, near the dragon's lair. Pop up out of the snow and start throwing boulders at the dragon while they're in, while the party's in between them. <laughs> Uh, and eventually the uh, uh, dragon flies away because it uh, it didn't like being hit by a bunch of boulders, and um, the but it was bef- after the dragon got a, a breath weapon attack off and killed the ranger's pet outright and downed three of the group. <laughs> Um, so I was being a little, a little mean to them, but I I want, I need to make sure like the, the, the theme of this game is people die a lot and it's, it sucks where you're at. So you have... <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. So I'm just trying to make sure that they, uh, that they, I keep that, uh, that theme going. I was about to say, do you have a lot of, uh, player deaths in your games? Weirdly enough, not, I think I've killed two people but they never it was not actually a permanent death like actually like killed two people one person came back due to some uh shenanigans that they pulled with a with a ghost yeah um and the second one was during a quest where they were supposed to be brought back if they died yeah so um Weirdly enough, I don't think I've killed anybody in that game permanently yet. 
Uh, I did have a total party kill in the last game that I ran before that, though. Oh, goodness. Uh, it, actually, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was it was a slog because <laughs> it was like one died and then the next encounter, someone else died. And I'm like, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, hold on. I remember something else. Like, did we? No, we were. OK, I'm sorry. I want to I want to go back to like another game. I distinctly remember a game where I played as a rat and you played as a as a hunter or something. We were all criminals. Or was it the evil game? Was it? Yeah, it was the evil campaign. I, I played like this. I played like this rat. Yeah, I played a rat girl named Rosalane. And uh, I was playing as a uh, Haywood uh, Ink Heart, I think is what it was. And you were going to feed Rosalind to a toad. Yes. I remember this now. I remember this. There was a giant toad that was attacking the group. And you picked up my rat girl. And you were like, because my rat girl is only like, what, three feet tall? And uh, I'm playing and, like a full size human with like pretty good strength. I think it was a fi- yeah, I was a fighter of some sort. Yeah, and I, I distinctly remember you picking up my character and being and like trying to feed her to the toad. And like, well, if you d- if you get eaten, we can get away. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the evil campaign. Who ran the evil campaign? Uh, Gary. Gary was running it. God, I um, miss those times. <laughs> That and that was um I think it was a few sessions later we were eating ice cream to, uh, together and I think we were starting to get to the point where like our characters might be dating. <laughs> Remember that? We're, we're not sure. <laughs> we're not going to explore that too much. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> oh God. Oh. I wanted to ask you how, how I wanted to ask you, like from the time that we started to role play together, like way back when, when we were all doing our, like our own DM stuff. Cause you DM'd a couple of games. I DM'd a couple of games. Um, uh, at least, uh, at least, uh, DM some stuff, Maddie DM some stuff. Uh, how have you changed since like then to like now, uh, DM wise? Cause you DM a lot more than you just play, right? Yeah, I, I definitely DM a lot more. And um, something that I've noticed in a lot of role-playing games, uh, at least the tabletop ones, is I actually prefer running the game most of the time. I know everyone's uh-huh. like, oh, per- forever DM, I, d- I want to actually play the game. I'm pretty sure it's because I've got ADHD, and I really like the fact that if I'm DMing, I'm constantly doing something and interacting with the game. Um, but if I'm playing the game, sometimes other people are talking to the DM and I have to sit there patiently <laughs> and wait for my turn. That's true. And with this, you're, like, it's always your turn. You are the DM. It's, you're always going. Yeah, Oh, that was that was a, like the tiniest complaint I have about my current group is they don't role play very much. The actual Aww. role play. They, they, it's mostly like very, they're very mechanical. I can always, we can always, uh, I can always just uh, anonymously link this episode to them if you want me to. Please and, don't. And just like cut out this one little part and, <laughs> and show it to them. And maybe they'll roleplay a little bit more for you. I love, I love the roleplaying aspect. Um, I remember at one point during the Naruto campaign, my character had a love interest. And it was so awkward to roleplay that out with the least. 
And I like in game and like in MMOs and stuff like that. Oh, I love romance role playing, but in uh, real life, like face to face, where I have to look Elise in the eyes as I casually explain what my character is doing, is above and beyond awkward for me. I can't do it. Okay. I have a thing here that's very important about uh, romance and tabletop in-person games. Uh-huh. You don't have to say a lot. You don't have they- to explain everything. <laughs> if you're running that game or you're playing in that game and like your character is starting to get a little like close to another character, like either, either an NPC or another uh, player character, you it's it's perfectly fine to say... Um, our characters go off to somewhere else for a minute. What happens? Don't our, worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. That's that's our that's our busyness. And uh, you know, after after the long rest, we uh, we show back up and we're uh, ready to go. And that is that. And that's 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 all you really have to explain. Everybody can fill in the blanks. <laughs> have you have you had a lot of uh, experience? Have you not experience? Have you had a lot of uh, DM experience in in that regards, where it's like you're trying to make the players feel comfortable, and you're you're just trying to get the game going, and you're doing your best so that everybody is just like set, and and the game was going. Oh, you're talking about like um, just As, like, like boundaries it, in game. Yeah, because I, I've always felt like uh, an important part of the DM. Uh, well, at least I've always taken it upon upon myself to try to make things as like as as nice and fluid as possible, just so that the players themselves can can enjoy the game and not like push things on people, or at the very least, not feel like something has to be absolutely said. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I I understand what you're saying. Um, the so there's a uh, tool, like a safety tool that you can look mm-hmm. up online. If you look up, a, um, I think it was, um, oh, uh, Lines and Veils. It was Lines and Veils is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a thing you could do prior to the game. It's best to do it prior to the game. And if you have a group that's very okay with the idea of doing this, it... uh. It helps. Uh, I have some more. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll just call them free spirit. They don't really pull push too much into the like. Oh yeah, we should totally do uh, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, but I, see, but, I pulled it up and it's talking about. Um, it's a very. It is a great tool to use. Uh, the idea is, um, if there is a subject you do not want to see in the game at all, you write it in as a line. Like mm-hmm. if you just. Dude, like if you're just afraid of spiders for whatever reason, and you just don't want to hear the word spider, mm-hmm. and just write it in as a line, and the GM should and the rest of the players should respect that that they don't like they're just not going to come up. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah, I can see like, what you're talking about. We're not going like to elude that they exist. Right. Yeah, I definitely see what you're talking about because um, I mean, I would have loved this checklist on the last game I played. Uh, where I did not DM, uh, a good a good friend of mine, Cosby, was the one who DM'd this one, and um, I thought that one of these things um, would not pop up ever because it's like it, it very rarely pops up at all anywhere. Um, 
and I especially did not expect uh, this game to get as dark and gritty as it did. And I had to tell Cosby, I'm sorry I can't do this because of this one thing. Like, I, I know it might seem like special, like I'm a special baby boy and and I'm kind of whining here, but I just, I can't get past this point. Can we, can we just like, A, take this back and just never do that again, please? And, and Cosby completely understood. Like, I, I didn't have to argue. It, like there was no like ah oh, but what if no 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 it was like okay not a big deal we'll we'll change it up and uh we'll just continue on like normal and you won't have to worry about that again so, uh so if i i wish i had known about this is what i'm trying to say yeah like that whatever that is for you would be a hard line it just doesn't come up don't don't have it in the game um veils i i use veils a lot um they're i'm very okay with a lot of things not being that i have a very short list of lines i do have some things that are over the over line but that like i don't have a ton um i have a lot more veils like any sort of um sexual content or anything that would start to feel a little awkward between uh friends talking about like if anything you would feel awkward kind of talking to a friend about <laughs> um most of most of those are behind a uh, a veil, and what a veil is is we acknowledge that this thing exists, but we don't have to explain everything. Like what I was talking about earlier with the um, the romance is um, you're flirting with a barmaid, and she invites you to her room. Okay, and then you spend the the night with her, and you come back, and you, you you're back with the party. We don't have to talk about exactly what happened. <laughs> there's there's a veil like it like we know something happened, but we don't need to go into the details. Um, I kind of have a, I have a veil with a, um, I think it's yeah. I I I hate any sort of torture scene, like just in, intentionally inflicting pain onto another thing just to cause them pain. I, 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 I can't do that. So I understand that there are times in games where it makes sense that you've captured an enemy and you would like to get information from them. I'm very okay with saying, make a check and I'll tell you what they, what you got from them. We're not going to go through the, the whole process. You don't have to tell me what you did. Uh, camera pans right, uh, very far away from this person, or outside the room, and you don't have to talk about what happened inside the room. But here's the information you got. Go ahead and just use that as you will. I like I like that a lot. That is a tool that I use a lot. Uh, I find it very helpful to use uh, lines and veils. Mm-hmm. Did you? Um, is this just like one of the things that you picked up on, like as you le- learned how to DM better? Um, I think. I, I read a lot of like random articles online and I think I had came come across uh, one talking about like uh, uh, tabletop safety tools. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, that was the one that I came across and I'm like, Oh, this is great. Cause I already kind of do some of this. It was just a more like spelled out what, uh, like how it worked. Right. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of like other things that I did that were like, Oh, this helps um i tried to do something with it's called like an x card x card it's basically like a yeah an x x card like like the letter x um 
it's just sort of a, a thing that it, like a uh, a card you like if you're in person you have a card on the table or everyone can have their own card or whatever um online you can kind of have it as like a uh, you can set it up oh. in, like, in some games where it's like a and uh, it is anonymously anonymously posted but uh-huh. it'll show up in chat right um, right a x an x card is basically just hey whatever is happening at this moment let's please move on <laughs> it's like this thing uh is is uncomfortable let's 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 please move <laughs> let's let's move away from this current subject <laughs> um I don't think I've ever actually had anybody use it, but uh, it is another one of those uh, safety tools that can be um, good for uh, a group to avoid any uh, triggers or just feelings of uncomfortable, like being uncomfortable. Um, There's no like questions or anything asked. It's just like if you if an X card is put out, it's just okay. whatever's happening, we move on. Mm hmm. Just just respect the other person enough to say, okay, we're gonna we don't need to worry about what was happening. I feel like we've we've definitely gone through a lot of growing up from like what we used to be like when we first started to to now, of course. I mean a lot of us had to uh I won't say forced to uh mature, but a lot of us did. Uh obviously I, I had a son, I was I, I had to mature for uh, his sake. And, um, I just, I feel like if, I feel like if I were to sit down with my younger self who was DMing and play through his game, I would, I would have had a lot more like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't do this conversations with him. Do you ever feel like that? Yeah. Like what, what if younger Jack was DMing older Jack? Like, like, would you like, cause I feel like if young Dustin was, was DMing old Dustin, like a group of older Dustins, um, as we've like progressively gotten, as, as we've, I say we, as I progressively gotten older, like, um, I would have had a lot more to say to myself, not only in the terms of, of like, Hey, here are some things you can do to make the, the game a little bit easier. Uh, but also, Hey, maybe we shouldn't, uh, go into details about this one scene that may make everyone extremely uncomfortable i i i don't think uh, a lot of those things that i did were just i already kind of did in some form mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the safety tools that i used were sort of there but now they're more like okay i can spell them out for people um so i don't think there would be a, too much of an issue there there would be times where i would squint at younger jack and be like did you even actually roll the dice for that are you using oh. an actual stat block? Or are you just making stuff up right now? Hold on. Now, okay, I am still infamous for making things up. Like, and it's not even a bad thing because, like, sometimes I just don't want my players to die right off the bat because I rolled a twenty against them. I have, I have lied about getting good dice rolls so many times. Or, I'm sorry, lied about getting bad dice rolls so many times because uh, I just been like, oh no, they're not having fun, and my 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 te- my my enemy group is just wiping the floor with my friends and like i want my friends to have fun i want them to enjoy the story I, uh oh god i rolled a one guys the robot exploded i don't know oh god that's just so ex- ah man it sucks all right you guys is, uh, go ahead um, next in line the, the, i've i've gotten to the point where like i will have the enemy sometimes do dumb things mm-hmm. uh but i've I don't think I've fudged a roll 
for at least a year. Oh god, I have. I think I I've, I've just been like, hey, um, I just crit you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just and I proceed to roll like max damage on the da- on the damage <laughs> dice, and I'm just <sighs> like, oops, guess you're down. And he's like, I was at full health. You're 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 ruthless, Jack. That's what you've become. It's, I remember. I've really, I remember. I have. I remember Sweet Jack, who used to give us a great story about a cartoon of Pascal animals that will not be named, and we had so much fun role playing in that. And and now you're this evil tyrant who has to be taken down, Jack. I hope you understand. I'm sorry. I don't think I had a single stat block for any of the creatures that you guys fought in that game. Really? God, it was getting so much fun too. Like we had just. <laughs> that was that was one of those like we were so leaning into the, the the story so much that I was just like any encounter they have I'll just decide like okay that person did some cool stuff that person did some cool stuff uh they they beat up this monster uh yeah it's probably gonna die right about now <laughs> have you oh gosh yeah God, so much fun. Oh, man. I, I know I keep saying it, and, and the people listening to the podcast will have absolutely no idea what I'm saying, but it was this is just one of those, like, those one of these sessions are those uh, games where you're just having so much fun with a bunch of friends, exploring a story, just doing some stupid, silly stuff in a, in a, in a universe, and I remember, I don't even remember why we stopped. I, I think we just got all got busy and just couldn't keep up with it anymore. But yeah, like, it, uh, but- we the way that we set it up was there was no schedule. It was just if all of us were free and we wanted to, we would play it. And um, eventually, and you, just got to a point where I, I think I, I think it was jobs. just because I, yeah, I think I, I yeah I had two jobs, just couldn't do it anymore. And then like, uh, not too long after that, like once I no longer had two jobs, I ended up moving to Ohio. So yeah, yeah, not not long after all that, I remember. You bought a computer off those two jobs. I did. I like I like computers. I, I, I have a really good one right now. Yeah, I have a decent one. It's okay now. Like I can I, I'm glad I can actually play Phasmophobia now with you guys and, and not just sit here going, Oh, I wish I could play Phasmophobia, but my computer's a brick and I can't. Uh I guess I guess there's a there's that aspect of role playing is there's just the natural stuff mm-hmm. that ha- that comes up in like video games. Like when we're oh. playing Phantas- uh, uh, Phasmophobia. And, and we're actually getting into it, yeah. And I'm just like hiding in the corner and I'm like, Dustin, I'm scared. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That, that fear is real, okay? I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, I am, a, I am a... Okay, you may not believe me. Anybody who is listening to this, you may not believe me. I am a brave boy. Jack is a brave boy, but when it comes to phasmophobia, the very first night that I ever played it with Jack, I just I stayed on the truck the whole time, and I flat out just told him, "Dude, I'm scared. I don't want to go inside. I am a fucking. I am afraid. I am a scaredy baby right now." Uh, yeah, I think I um most of the time, like half the time that I'm like being afraid in that game, it's like I'm just trying to play it up a little bit. For, no, for I'm, not. I, I'm not. I I've played it enough that I'm kind of not afraid of it. Sometimes I'm like, oh shit, well, I'm about to die, <laughs> and I'm uh, like a little panicking a little bit because of that. But 
No, no, that fear is real. I'm not getting into any sort of character. I am uh, when I go inside and I start flashing, turning on my light and like looking around for shit. I like I'm just like listening to things, and every single bit makes me jump. There, there is no role playing for me. I am truly terrified of that game because I, I am a person who gets into uh, the quality of stuff very easily, and Phasmophobia has some excellent audio quality, and it, it, it. I like it so much, it generally freaks me out. And then you start hearing the whispers and the shit and the and the heart beating, and I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. I'm going back to the truck. Uh, I've I've gotten to the point in games where like I'm I'll, I'm playing like a uh, Hell Let Loose. There's like, uh, I get like shot at, and somebody else just shoots the person that was shooting at me, and I was about to die, and I just look over, and I'm like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I um, I, I I wanted to ask you a quick question about uh, just like players in general, um, and if you've had any, I, well, I don't want to say bad experiences, but like, what have your experiences been DMing? Uh, and also, I had another question actually. Uh, before we even lead into that one, um, so is it okay if I talk about your ADHD a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Okay, so you recently discovered that you're ADHD, like like a year now. It, it's been like six months. Yeah. Um. Ha- uh, the reason why I asked is because like uh, before you uh, pre-diagnosis and post-diagnosis, has your style changed at all? I don't think my GM style has changed. It, it, more or less, it's just I've I've gr- I've gotten a better understanding of myself and i'm like oh i understand why i have that behavior now um but i have been i don't know if i've actually integrated that into my gming too much um i think it just i kind of like grew like had a better understanding of why i liked gming way more than playing and it's the constant uh things happening oh yeah no i i agree i agree uh not to say that i don't like playing a game it's just uh, sometimes I'm like sitting there like, okay, please be patient. Don't say anything. Yes, that person got that rule wrong, but they're, they don't really seem to care about it. So don't, don't like interrupt the game. <laughs> right. No, I understand. Cause uh, I remember, uh, how many, how many times did, how many times did we all bring our game boys and our, I said game boys. I'm sorry. Our, uh, our not switches, which is one of the thing. What did we all have? Playstations? No, we had. Uh, they weren't Bones? Game Boys. They're not Game Boys. Play uh, PSPs. I, that doesn't sound right. No, not PSPs. Like, we, you know, what I'm talking about. Like we all brought our own little uh, whatever it is. Like we all brought our own things, like our PSPs and our and our phones and our tablets, and we would be playing on them while the thing happened. And uh, now I'm much better about you know giving the attention that the DM might need. Uh, but, uh, my own ADHD, I, I have to fidget. Like I need to do something. Uh, so I, I, I try to be a little bit more respectful about it this time. Like I'm not like on my phone constantly. Uh, I don't know if you ever remember this, uh, back when we were playing the, I don't, I think it was the evil campaign with, with, uh, Gary, but yeah. we, uh, I would, I would sit there and play Skyrim constantly since we were over rule 20, I would just play Skyrim while you guys were talking and I would follow along 
Um, and then I would like, uh, I'd, I'd pause and I'd shift back. And then even though I was following along in my head, I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? I don't, how did we get here? <laughs> I don't, I don't think I remember, uh, you being that distracted. So it probably wasn't horrible. Um, I do remember a few games that I ran for other people where I'm like, okay, it was like over roll 20 and I'm like, okay. You were obviously like playing some other game at the moment, uh, you because you have no idea what's happening. <laughs> why are you being stabbed through the? Why am I being through this? Why am I being stabbed through the chest? Why are you being stabbed through the chest? I explained it. Can you can you tell me? It's like yeah, the, the, everyone everyone else knows why we're here. <laughs> everyone else knows why you're being stabbed through the chest. Why don't you? <laughs> uh. But it, it's one of those like, OK, that's minorly annoying. And then, like maybe just talk to them after the game. Like, hey, please pay attention to the game a little bit better. Yeah. No, Dave. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, 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 I like I like playing the game with you. Just please follow along a little bit, a little, little, little better. Mm-hmm. And usually, is... usually that's that's that conversation. It's like really all you have to have. And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, most of the time people are there to enjoy a story and, and to have fun with the game um i uh dming is a blessing i love dming and i wish i i I sometimes wish i did it more but uh in mmos you can luckily in mmos it doesn't take much to become a dm and you just get a group together and you lead them through a story and everybody's very grateful that you're leading them through a story um it's a little bit more difficult for tabletops uh because, of course, you have to find the group, and then you have to schedule the group, and everybody has to get to the place together. Having Getting a good group together is the hardest part, part about running a game. Oh, God. Even when you have very close friends. Even when you have very close friends. You have to light some candles and, and, and sacrifice a goat. And God, maybe, maybe everybody's schedule will kind of line up. And you're able to like play for like four hours. <laughs> Um, for like a week, and then you know, or two weeks. God, uh, DMing games every two weeks is such a nightmare because I'm like, you have all this time to um prepare and create this vast, inc- intricate story with all these cool mechanics, and, and and then suddenly player B can't make it. Oh yeah, and and there's only four players. There's A through D. And our A through C even, and one of them is gone, and it's just like I don't want to. I don't want to do this, but just two of you. I had I a thing like, planned for this person. I had a thing planned for them. They were in. They were important. They were integral. I, I they were gonna them. find their long lost mom this session. <laughs> no. Yeah. God, God, I feel it. Oh man, I love DMing, but God, it's, it's a nightmare sometimes. Uh. The so. Uh. My minor thing. So, I notice you say like DMing a lot. Yeah, uh, that's sort of like a uh, Dungeons and Dragons holdover. I think almost uh-huh. every, every other game calls it uh, GMing, like a uh, game master, as opposed to dungeon master. Uh, okay, that's fair. I mean, can I'm not not uh, correcting you. It's just that, no, no, that no. that's a terminology thing. How 
How dare you correct <laughs> me? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I roleplay every day, goddamn. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> not about roleplaying every day. I do actually roleplay every single day now. Um, I just have so much fun roleplaying in MMOs. Like when my son goes to sleep, that's it. I I cease to exist as myself. Either I'm working on content, I'm roleplaying, or I'm roleplaying while working on content because there's a lot of downtime. Uh, oh, but I yeah, guess- I. I guess I have a question for you then. Sure. Um, why do you role play? Uh, oh God, I could I could write a book about this. Um, I could, I could, I could, I, I, I at the very least, I could write a very long essay about this. Um, da, 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 well, for various reasons. So when I first started getting to role playing, it was uh, World of Warcraft back uh, when Burning Crusade. Uh, right, right before Britain Crusade released, I got into role playing in World of Warcraft, uh, and it was because I was lonely, and that is the pure, honest truth. I was just, I was a kid in the middle of New Orleans. Um, the apartment complex that we lived at kept getting flooded, um, and it was uh, close to one of the one of the really bad areas of New Orleans. Like, there's lots of shootings, and and just. It was just not a good time to be outside. If you were to go outside, you understood the risk that something may happen. Um, so I just stayed inside. And uh, I, again, lonely person. And this is way before I met you guys. Um, and uh, I saw just a couple of people role-playing. And, um, oh wait, no, that's not entirely true. I, 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 there was a GameStop like a two hour walk away from my house. There was like a GameStop and I would go there every other day to uh not every other day, like at least twice a week to see uh the people there. There was Babo and Lygia and uh, God, there were some other people there too. And um they were like come join our guild. And uh, I, was, I was like, okay, I, I have a brick of a potato for a computer. Uh, and by that, I mean, people were astounded that I could play World of Warcraft on this thing. It was so bad uh, that I couldn't get into dungeons because my character lagged so much. Um, but if I turned the graphics down all the way and there were no other programs and I sort of zoomed in on the ca- character just right, I could actually have a, small, a smooth game. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was, you know, as long as there wasn't like a hundred other people around me, it was, it was doable. Um, and, uh, I remember they were like, Hey, we're going to try role-playing. And I got into it, uh, with them and, uh, they were voice acting role-playing. And I found, that's how I found out that I was like really shy about it. And this is back when Ventrilo, was it Ventrilo? Ventrilo was a th- yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, Ventrilo was the thing. Everyone just called uh, it Vent, like Vent. Vent, that's right, Vent Chat. Yeah, and uh, like they were doing it over Ventrilo, and I was just like, I I don't want to do that. Like, I don't feel like I have the capacity to describe what my character is doing using my voice. I can I can I can type it out, no problem, and I can make these long intricate stories like like freehand. But speaking it, I I was a stuttering mess back then. I was God fucking barely fifteen, maybe. Uh, wait again. That's that's sixteen years ago. Oh my God, that was sixteen years ago. Um, 
So I, I found uh, a bunch of role players and I joined them. And I, uh, it, uh, that's when I started. So th- the reason why I got into it is just I was a lonely boy and I wanted to experience stories with people. Uh, and then finally, me and my father moved out of uh, uh, the bad place uh, that we were in. And we moved to a better place off of uh, West Esplanade. Uh, not near Kinner. Oh, God, where was this place at? I, I can't remember where it was. Um, but it was a, a much better, not super better, but it, w- it was better. It, w- it was marginally better, which is a, yeah. a, a, improvements. Yay. Yeah. And um, we moved in there. And um, I remember there was a... Uh, I was still playing, uh, I was still doing World of Warcraft role-playing, and I found out as I was walking one day, uh, because I didn't have a vehicle back then, so I walked everywhere, Uh, I I was out looking for a job, and I got a job, and every day I would pass this place called Galactic Goods. I was like, what the hell is this place? So I go in there, and they're role-playing, or not they're role-playing, the Sunday that I go in there, it's a Sunday, Monday, one of those days mm-hmm. that I go in there and there's a group of people sitting at the table and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It was uh, 4.0 uh, is when I first started playing uh, D&D. And that is when I met Choi. Uh, my very first interaction with Choi ever. And I we still joke about this today. Uh, do you remember Death Note? Yes. There was a book about Death Note. It was like the BB murder cases. And I was sat down because uh, I was really, like, really interested in this. Like, I, I, I want to play D&D. I, I like role playing. I like stories. And I wanted to see what this was about. And uh, I sit down next to Choi. Choi, without saying a word to me, we have never spoken, yanks the D&D, the, 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 the BB murder Death Note uh, book from my hands. And nearly takes a pin to it. And I was like, what are you doing? And he goes, I have people I need to kill. That was my very first interaction with Choi, who oh is now, God. who is arguably one of my best friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> In my whole I, life. I, 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 they're like between like you, Maddie, Krissa, uh, uh, Choi, uh, Gary, uh, a few other of my friends here. Like, like you guys have all become the pinnacle of my life. That is how I met Choi. Yeah, I'm I'm not super close with Troy, but I like he's definitely like a good guy. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad to know Troy. Oh yeah. Uh also, uh and again, Troy is the reason that you and I met because he is the reason why I got into uh colorful pastel critters that shall not be named. Oh, uh, I was in dark points of the internet that brought me to it. Oh God, you poor! No, Troy called me and he's like, "There's a show, and I need you to watch it." And I'm like, "What show, Troy?" And he he explained it to me. And I remember because I, I was getting on the bus to go to work. I worked at a high hop at the time, and uh, and I was already running late. And uh, Troy was like, "I need you to watch this show with me." And I go, "What show?" And he told me the show. And I was like, "God damn it, Troy! This is a joke. This this is a joke, obviously." And I was like, listen, man, like, I got, I can't, I don't have time to joke around. I got to get to work and I just, I got to go. And I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to talk to anybody on the phone while I'm on the bus. Uh, so I, I hung up the phone 
And later on, he, uh, uh, I remember he picked me up and we went to go hang out. And he goes, Ren, because that's what he knew me as. I need you to watch this show. Please watch this freaking show with me. <laughs> and that's how that started. I, I don't. I moved- I almost I really don't like how much of our origin stories are tied into that show. <laughs> I don't like it either. But that's ultimately how it happened. Choi uh nearly wrote my book when I first met him and and from there it's just been a, a cascade. Uh the um Oh, so to kind of like answer my own question as to like why I roleplay and like I yeah. kinda I kinda see it in like your explanation as to why you roleplay as well mm-hmm. and i've been it's just like something i've been thinking about about a lot re- recently is like there's a element of escapism to oh, it. oh yeah mm-hmm. that's it's, a good way to put it it's it's just like hey whatever's happening in my life right now i don't have to think about it because i'm not me i'm uh gerald good Goodfeather here to murder the lich or Haywood, or Rosaline, or Sylvirus, or whoever we are at that time. Yeah, and, and like you're, you're, and I think, um, I, it could be partially the uh, ADHD. I have dyslexia as well, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at like envisioning things. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I get, like when I'm thinking about a game, I'm 100% in that game. Like I don't. I don't think about the things happening around me. I don't think about like things I have to do in like three hours or like problems I might be having in life. Like the, the games all that exists. So I kind of feel like that's, that's part of no, why, I, I agree. Why, I'm, um, why I play, why I play a lot of uh, role-playing games. I get it. Um, right now I'm a part of this guild in Elder Scrolls online called uh, the Divine Conclave. And uh, I guess uh, if you were to sum it up in words, it's a religious militant order. Um, (laughs) But they do like 30 events a week. And I'm not joking. They do quite literally like uh, I'm missing a couple right now just doing this podcast. And and that's fine because I I don't need to be involved in those. Um, But um, they have uh, they have so many different events. They have role playing PVP against other guilds. And uh, they have, like, stories, and they have, like, organizations within the thing. And there are, like, hundreds of people um, uh, just uh, in the guild and dozens online at any given moment. Um, and it's really nice because, as you know, I've I've had to go through a lot in the last couple of months. Hell, I've had to, uh, the last three months, from the moment my son was born to, to up to this point, I've had to deal with... A lot of pressure, um, uh, especially being a full-time single father. And when I get to get online, I my, like my son is asleep beside me. He's taken care of. He's well loved. I've given him as many kisses as I possibly can, and he's finally fallen asleep. And I can get online and just spend a good night role playing as uh, runs with Calibers, uh, who is a uh, Argonian, or I can. Get on. I can even get on um, uh, Final Fantasy and role play on there, or I could just play a simple game or something like that. It, it, it's role playing definitely has helped me uh, get past 
a lot of the issues I had. And, uh, one of the ways I used RP to benefit me is because, um, you know, like back when we first met, like I, I was okay, but yeah. there was a lot of things I was uh, dickish about. And I, 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 I have used role playing to understand why, like certain things are not okay or how, what I did could have been mm, a bit antagonistic as it were. Yeah. It's definitely one of those, like, um, I fully think that role-playing games are a form of group therapy. Oh God, that's a great way to put it. It is. It is is definitely group therapy because it's, you're able, especially if it's like, Hey, I want these themes in my, in the game. Why? Don't worry about it. I'm not trying to work through stuff or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know. Oh God. There's like, okay. I don't want to get, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get too deep into it because like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel my, I don't want to fill the podcast with, whoa, Mr. Island is a a pitiful human being. Uh, But I've noticed that my character, um, and I, I didn't realize how to like, to what extent she did this. But she is uh, showing a lot of the stuff that I'm feeling, and I remember I was just role playing one night, and I and I in the the we we called it, and everybody went to bed, and I was locking off, and I laid down in bed, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm putting a lot of myself into my character right now," and I'm like, "Am I did I intentionally do this? Did I unintentionally do this?" Uh, that's I helped th- out tremendously. I think I think that's something that you can't avoid when you're uh, playing when you're role playing, especially if it's something that's longer form. Is uh, right. you are always going to be like your character is part of yourself, and you only have your own experiences to uh, project that character through. I was just thinking about this because, like, okay, so there's a concept of the uh, of the in uh, the icy line and the out of the in and. Ah, what am I trying to say here? There is a concept of the in-character and out-of-character line, where you don't bring uh, out-of-character stuff in-character, and vice versa. Like, you don't take things that happened in-game out-of-game. Um, like, there there have been times in-game where, like, uh, me and other... I think it was you and I had, like, some really antagonistic char- like in-character stuff going on, and I think someone, like stopped us like are like are we okay and we're just and we both look at them like no let's keep going please <laughs> we're good <laughs> yeah. we're good yeah yeah no no, no. We're, we're fine but i <laughs> recently i recently i've begun to reconsider my whole stance on that because like that I, I was originally thinking like that line is a hard line and you do not cross it but now i'm considering that that line uh, isn't as solid as you may think it is and that things in character d- do come from out of character. I mean, it has to come from somewhere. And and I've become to accept that it's okay for characters to have a little bit of the players inside of them. Like, uh, at first, I was like, this is a hard limit, and none of myself should be inside my character. It should all be me role-playing a character and, and never, ever, ever letting Dustin inside this one being. And then, I've again, I, I noticed that my character was portraying a lot of the emotions I felt, and, and I was working through my pain, through my character, and I feel... God, I feel so much better, but I, I've just been considering that line a lot more lately and thinking to myself, maybe it's not such a bad. Yeah, so I always kind of assumed the characters were going to be a bit of me. 
So I've always, or I shouldn't say always, but definitely a lot in the last few years tried to uh, kind of like come up with a cool concept and then be like, okay, personality-wise, I'm going to grab a piece of mine, but just like a small piece of my own personality and just say, this is them. That small piece of my personality is exaggerated, and now that's this is them. Like, um... Uh, the podcast we did with kids on bikes, Donald, um, I took my like inner, like anxiety and worry and stuff like that, that I, that I experienced. It's not too bad. Like I have it pretty good under control, but with Donald, I've taken that anxiety and worry about things and like trying to be safe about things and all, all that. It just said that is Donald. I exaggerated that super like way too much. He's a he's a coward. He's uh like super concerned about anything bad happening. He doesn't want anybody to get hurt around him. He doesn't want to get hurt. So if something's ha- bad happening around him, he's going to like start f- stressing out so much. Um and I just kind of took yeah, and that that a little bit like that is me, but uh, I'm I'm uh, a little bit on the inside as opposed to Donald who is all that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Has have you found that it's helped you at all? Uh yeah, I, I think I think it's helped me because it's also let me explore that part of myself uh, a little more fully. Um like I think I had a uh it was like a a one shot that I played in D&D. I was playing as a um it was kind of like a fairy flamboyant sorcerer. Uh, and I was, and I kind of, I kind of like made them very, uh, artsy and they wanted everything to be beautiful. Uh huh. Um, and I kind of found that that was good for exploring a bit of my like, uh, artistic side. Um, it's actually funny that you started doing this because, okay, so my character, uh, Calipers, her, her, her full name is Runs with Calipers. It's a, it's a joke off of, uh, Elder Scrolls for, uh, where there's calipers all over the game, but in uh, Skyrim, there's uh, no calipers anywhere. There's a joke about it somewhere, and it's like it's like the play on runs with scissors, but runs with calipers. Anyways, so she has a hard time expressing herself through um, uh, articulately through talking to people. Uh, she is very sarcastic, and she she wants to be people's friends, but she doesn't know how to. Uh, she also has, uh, she's also a bit on the spectrum where she has, uh, 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 things to her, uh, are, are, are loud, if that makes sense. Like she has this buzzing, she calls it a buzzing and there's like this buzzing in her head. And in order to get rid of this buzzing, she has to focus in on one character, uh, or one person and, uh, study them. And what happens is after she is done studying this person, like almost inside and out, it's a really weird way of saying stalking. Um, she writes a poem. I have written so many poems. I have written, uh, hold on, I, I have my page right here. I have 17 pages worth of poems uh, for all these different characters that she studied. I have never written poetry in my life. And I, uh, I, I've never been, it's not something I've ever been interested in. It's not something I've ever really wanted to do. I love listening to people, uh, do spoken word poetry, but I've never been interested in doing it myself. 
and she started doing it, and now I'm just like, I love poems. I actually just picked up uh, a couple of poem books recently, uh, just because I, I wanted to read them. Uh, yeah, the, um, I think, I think the one-shot character, the, 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 the sorcerer that I was talking about, that kind of uh-huh. got a little artsy with me, I, I realized I wanted to convey the, um, beauty of things that they created, worked on, or the, the, the beauty of their magic, or the, the, what they were wearing, uh, and I was, like, I, I'm not great at that, so I was, I basically ended up working at and practicing, uh, ways to describe things better, and I noticed that, that that's something else that I've, uh, gotten better at in the last few years as I've uh, run games more and more is um, if you're in the middle of uh, a combat like in a tabletop RPG and it's just like okay uh, you hit this guy does 16 points of damage uh, yeah he's hurt a bit uh, next turn it, it's it's a little boring to like mm-hmm. it, it's like sometimes it's good to just keep things moving along like that mm-hmm. but there are other times where it's just like you uh swing your sword you in like uh leave a big old gash across this this person's chest and uh they they reel back for a moment but they uh still seem to have some uh they still have the strength to keep fighting uh that's that's a, that's a lot more exciting sounding than you did 16 points of damage <laughs> right yeah uh, I've well, also encouraged uh, players to um, describe how they've uh, finished off enemies. That's cool. I um, we uh, I I've been wanting to do for the channel like um, like a, a a segment where we take like a a video game like let let's say let's take Subnautica and um. We take a simple scene from Subnautica, whether it's like like the first leaving the the initial sub and seeing the world around them or whatnot. And I've just been wanting to be like, okay, let's let's describe this scene as many as as many different times as we possibly can, and let's like start with the waves and let's describe the waves or let's describe um, the uh, ocean in its entirety. Or the ship in the background, just to just to help us learn how to um, articulate this a little bit better, um, to create a vivid picture for the other players, um, and it's something I've always been interested in doing. I don't know if I'll ever get around to doing it at the moment, but it's something I would like to do. Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 an uh, interesting idea, especially when you just pick like uh, random games and just like. Uh... Or, like, take a uh, like a lower quality game and be like, "What can, do you see here that isn't specifically shown in this game, but you see it anyway?" Right. Um, you know, we've been talking for like an hour and a half now. Do we need to uh, pause, Craig, or uh, break this up at some point? Yeah, we probably should. I was going to actually ask you if you had any uh, parting wisdom for anybody who was like really interested in getting into being a DM. Oh, um, if you want to be a DM, just do it. Just just do it. Like, I know it's like it seems like a lot of work uh, and like you feel like you're unprepared. Nobody 
is prepared. I still look up rules. I still get stuff wrong all the time. I've been doing it forever. Uh, I still have social goof goof ups sometimes as well. Or like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done this thing. Like I've uh, um, I fudged a roll and at some point like a while ago, and they're just like, uh, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah. It was it was a fudge in the like, I'm helping the players out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, mm, are you sure? Because that was uh, that, that's, that doesn't seem like it should have worked out that way. And I'm just like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> just, let, just let it happen. Just let uh, it happen. Um, it is it is fine, especially if you're with a group of a play- uh, group of people playing that know you're new and are okay with you being new. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like let them know, like you you're not super great at the rules. You're like you're not, um, or you've. Uh, you struggle with a few things. I don't do character voices very well, so uh, like hold, most hold of my... on. I, I gotta say, hold on. That that's a lie because you we we voice acted an entire game of Monster High, or was it was it Monster Prom? <laughs> Monster High. What, what was it called? It was Monster Prom. Monster Prom. We voice acted an entire game of Monster Prom. You, I, and Choi not fun. too long ago. Just for fun. Oh, no, no. It was it was it was more than fun. It was exhilarating. Okay. And and you did just fine. Uh well, I don't think I do character voices very well. So I don't I don't do them very often in uh D and D's. Usually it's just inflection differences, but uh anyway, the best way to become a good DM is to be be a bad DM and then just be better as you Learn, learn the things that make you better as you, as you do it. I've always just taken a stance of uh, I'm here to let players have fun. And as long as I do that, I should be OK. I try to stick to the rules as best as I can. Uh, but like I said earlier in the episode, like I'll I'll fudge rules. I'll, like, I'll fudge dice all the time just to make sure that people are, are teetering right on the edge of their seats. Like, oh, my God, I'm about to die or not or or whatever. Um. I That's think, my secret. I bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes I make stuff up a lot too. But uh, <laughs> the, um, I guess the, the the one like best quote I have is the uh, wise words of Jake the dog. Um, being bad at something is the first step in being really good at something. Uh, I was. I just said that to someone the other day. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I just said that unironically to someone the other day. I mean, it's a, it's a good quote. Like, it's one of those, like, I, I love cartoons, and sometimes there's just bits of life wisdom that, like, yeah, that's actually good advice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, well, uh, Jack, thank you for, for coming on the podcast. I'll, I I hopefully will have this done in a couple of days, man. Oh, uh, man, we're, we're, we should, I like, I want to do this again, because I feel like there's a lot more stuff that we could go over. Yeah, yeah, I'll bring you back on. I have a, uh, now that I'm doing this again, uh... Uh, I actually have a list of people who are interested, and I'm more than happy to re-add you to the list and, and get you back on. Because I mean, I'm never gonna say no to you, Jack. Like you're you're one of oh. my best friends, and and we've been through so much together. And you're like one of the only other people I can talk to who I can be like. Role playing is such an, an important part of my life, and here's the reason why. And you can understand that reason. Like I don't have. Hold on, off the top of my head, Maddie Cole. Krissa, you. Out of all the people I've known in my life who can understand how important 
role playing is to me and how much it's helped change me and make me feel okay about myself if that makes sense it's helped me understand more about myself it it is it makes perfect sense because you're exploring yourself through the actions of there's like a layer of disconnect where you're able to like explore something but because it's not happening to you directly you don't have to work through it so much but like it it kind of seeps in through that character uh character you per like barrier i agree yeah if that makes sense yeah no i agree you want to go play phasmophobia uh yes 